Time with Melanie Boldak. Today's guest is Francisco Garcia Borgos of Alma Austral Wines from Argentina. Welcome. Thank you, Melanie. You said it well, Garcia Burgos. <laughs> it's, 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 it's quite difficult sometimes, you know, to, to pronounce a Spanish uh, wine. <laughs> that's, that's, name. Sorry. <laughs> that's it. Well, thanks for coming. And how are you doing today? Very good, fantastic. So we have uh, we're enjoying a, a nice uh, weather here in Argentina. So we're almost almost touching the the summer. You know, we're it's in summer spring. almost, right? And and where are yeah. you in Argentina? You're in Mendoza. Uh, yeah, I'm based in Mendoza, uh, in a place which is called uh, Luján de Cuyo, and uh, you know the the the. The important thing about Mendoza is that we concentrate the seventy five percent of the Argentinian wine production. So most uh, of everything in terms of wine uh, happens uh, here. Sure. Yeah. And, and then you're the export manager for Alma Australia? Yeah, I'm export manager and also founder of, oh, okay. of Alma Austral. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But it's... your wines are produced in the Uco Valley, is that correct? Yes. My wines uh, are produced in Uco Valley, which uh, it's... I would say that today it's it's the top region of, of Argentina. Anyone who knows uh, um, about Argentinian wines knows that that wines like, for example, the Zucardis and and very uh, top top uh, producers, we are based um, there. And um, it's it's relative it's relative a, a, a new uh, region. Of course, there are old vineyards there as well, but but. Uh, uh, I would say that everything started in in the nineties in in Uco Valley. You know, mm -hmm. all the, the the wineries putting uh, their 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 new properties and sure. and and everything. Because uh, before that, um, most uh, was most of the production was concentrated in Luján de Cuyo and Maipú, which are more literally in the center and and down in terms of altitude. You know, it's in a lower in a lower altitude and and then. We start to move to Uco and understanding, uh, you know, how the altitude uh, was uh, affecting the the wines and and uh, discovering uh, areas in in Uco which uh, can produce a really really top uh, top wines, you know. Okay, so explain to me the difference. So, so there is an altitude effect as well, but is, um, what's the difference in the microclimate between Uco and the other, like for example, the Maipo region? Well. Yeah, um, Mendoza. It's uh, uh, in, so so. It's it's important, you know, because we have we have the the this this vision of this vision, of course, in terms of the consumer. Um, sometimes you think only about Argentina, you know. Argentina is it's a very big country, and so you have it's talking about you know like uh, yeah, I, I drink uh, French wines, for example. Someone says, but yeah, but but you have different, uh, completely different regions. Um, so they express uh, differently. In terms of, of Mendoza, you find you know the, the lower uh, the lower part of Mendoza and and going to the to the east of the of the vine growing area, mm -hmm. uh, which is you can talk about seven hundred meters above sea level. So mm -hmm. this is this this is the lowest. But um, the, um, 
also in terms of 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 soil uh, changes you know so um then when you go to uko it's it start to to be uh, lower temperatures mm-hmm. mm, and uh, also uh, the, then the 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 acidity of the grapes is higher you have natural natural acidity you have you have some regions in uko valley where you have uh, carbonated calcium soils and a lot of uh, stones and and uh, when you go to the east and to the lower part so the, the climate is is warmer you know and um so in the east and in the center of of mendoza you may have some more fruity uh style um wines you know maybe lighter in terms of of body and once you go to to uko you start to find you know more vibrant um uh type of wines with uh, length and and more uh complexity sure. so it's very diverse so this this allows us to to meet uh, allows us as a country you know as argentina uh, allows us to meet a different uh, type of wines and of course different uh, price points you know that, that's fantastic. And so they, they I, so I've read that the most of the wine that is produced in Argentina is consumed there. We only, you only export like a bit. I think it's a fourth of the wine that's actually made there. Exactly. <laughs> so you enjoy your own wine, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, here um, because of the or due to the the heritage we we have um, from from the old, uh, uh, you know, from from Europe. Uh, so we are uh, the the wine was always here, you know. Since the the since the, the Spanish uh, came sure. here, you know, they started to produce uh, uh, wines in the in about in fifteen uh, uh, hundred, uh, you know. Uh, the the Spanish well, came the French, to produce. Obviously, Malbec is a French grape. So you know what happened with those settlers is they brought clippings. They brought clippings with them and they planted them. And exactly, so exactly. Plants. So, but in, in terms of industrial Bernard, production, as well, yeah, Bernard is one of yeah, the grapes. And yeah, but here we it. have we have Spanish, we have uh, we have Spaniard, we have Italians, mm-hmm. we have uh, French. So it's a and and the difference uh, uh, or the good thing I I think is that all these people came uh, as you said you know come with the, with their plants and put the, the plants here and uh, so it's not that the culture here or the people here uh, learn to do something uh, foreign it's just they they came so i would say that it's argentina is a mix of old and new world right. I, I wouldn't say it's completely new world you know sure. because the spanish came and the Italian came with their grapes and with their uh, plants, and and they do their what what they what they know. So, so yeah, yeah, it's really quick because I was in Napa recently and I was talking to somebody about a, a native grape, uh, yeah, which is called Mission. Uh, so, are there any native grapes in Argentina that you are aware of? Uh, I'm aware of of um, what happened with uh, Torrontes. Okay. You have to check yeah, yeah. this. You have to check. But um, I, as, as far as I understand, Torrontes, it's it's a it's a mix of uh, it's from the family of Muscat. You know, um, okay. they, it's it's a mix of local grapes with uh, Muscat. Okay. Um. So Torrontes, I would say it's the typical Argentinian white variety. Uh, 
Um, so with Malbec, together with Malbec and Bonarda, which are two uh, uh, red varieties, are the typical uh, Argentinian uh, uh, portfolio, you know, or, or wines that, that any Argentinian uh, winery should offer. Sure, sure. Fantastic. Mm. And so just tell me about your wine story. How'd you get involved in the wine business? Well, um, first of all, my family, uh, my my grand um, my grandfather was a producer in in a province uh, near to Mendoza, which is San Juan. Uh, so I always enjoyed uh, going with him to to the wineries he, where he was uh, selling the grapes, um, and uh, you know I I love the the aromas there and the guys you know working there or doing all the jobs I see. The wines always going out from the hoses, but it wasn't until 2005 when I started with in the wine business as a brand manager for for one of the uh, Argentinian wineries of of leading Conchaitoro Chile uh, producer. Yep. They have a uh, they have a company here, a winery uh, in Argentina, and I start working for them as a as a brand manager. And then they offered me um, a position in, in export markets for Europe. So I start um, doing that. I was based in Mendoza, but uh, Europe, I traveled to many countries where we uh, have uh, clients or develop some, some market like, uh, like uh, the UK or Ireland, which we talked before, um, I don't know, uh, Poland, uh, Russia, uh, the Scandinavians, um, Germany, many, many of the of the countries in Europe. And then I moved to another. It's 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 funny because I I moved from from this company which was very you know marketing oriented I would say, and I moved to another company, another winery which was more um, terroir driven oriented. Sure. So it was like two worlds, like mm -hmm. two different, very different worlds. So well, I, 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 then I saw the other part of the story, you know, I see, okay, uh, I, I have to, then I had to learn much more about uh, the, the vines, about the field, you know, about how this uh, impact in the, the, this, in the, in the wines. And so I was in a better position to defend my wines um when i was meeting uh in you know importers or in a tasting mm -hmm. so it was really really important to understand that uh so that was the you know a bit li like the um, like the basis to to move and to start with alma austral uh was the, the this mix of of vigneron you know like uh the people which is uh the in in the field you know with the plants and and understand everything and and do these crafted wines but also with the view of the also with the commercial view that we ah, okay this is this is fine and, and uh we and we understand how to do the best wines but then you have then you you have to go to the market and you have to uh, collaborate and build something together with your importers, which is right. is very important. You have to know, you have to have this knowledge and be professional. So that was a really, really a good mix. Okay, nice. And so, um, so then you you then came to be the export manager for this company. Correct. Yeah, I founded this. We started with with four wines, mm -hmm. 
uh, two Malbecs and two and two Cabernet Sauvignon, mm -hmm. and then I started to to expand the um, the portfolio, you know, with with the Torrontes. Uh, nowadays we have a Pinot Noir, which is fantastic from high are altitude. You, are you producing Cabernet Franc? Because I really like Cabernet. Franc. We we have we have, but we we don't have as a single varietal. We we right. have we have uh, a little grapes, so we um, make uh, we use for blends. So we have nowadays uh, we have two blends in the portfolio of different uh, uh, qualities. Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you travel? I mean, are your wines here in the U.S. at the moment? Currently, we're not. Uh, we are discussing with with uh, a very nice uh, company in uh, in Kansas, uh, which actually one of the owners is from Chile. But oh, nice. uh, uh, hopefully, in the in the in the real real uh, closer future, we start uh, over there. Okay. So, and, so your your labels are custom cleared, and you've done all that custom clearance for the U.S. Um. I don't understand, but we have to we have to to present the the um, the labels to the TTB. Yes. Uh, but but yeah, but nowadays how we do in, in if we send any sample or or before sending any shipment, we we have to approve our labels with the TTB. Yeah. Right. You have to approve yeah. the labels and and the ABV and all that stuff. And so yeah. people in Kansas are an importer. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, they are important of, of Chilean wines. They they have a, a nice uh, winery from Chile, mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, we, we we've been discussing for for some time. But this, you know, with the COVID, everything slowed down. You know, the market is it's uh, slowed down. So because of the of the all the <clears throat> all the stock that remained there, stopped. You know, and and, and sure. still still. Uh, um, uh selling out you know so right. so i th i think that that this year or, or 2000 now in 2024 the the market will pick up you know and the, and the shipments will will pick up again so there will be more more opportunities for wineries like ours yeah. um i see that <clears throat> argentina is a, it's a well developed category in the states actually is uh you know the first uh, market for argentinian exports uh, uh the us uh, represents or almost twenty six percent of Argentinian exports. Mm -hmm. um, so there you find, you know, very from inexpensive uh, Argentinian wines to to the more premium. And I would say that we are we are maybe not in the middle, but in the in the middle and a little bit uh, up because we are we are a nice mix. I would say of of, of this style, the craft uh, style of wines. You know, yeah. where the the, the winemaker is. Is there and produce um, some uh, not extensive lots of uh, uh, you know batches of of wines. So we are more boutique. I would say we have more boutique techniques uh, in the vineyards and uh, in the winery. Are you and organic? No, we're we're not organic uh, in terms of any certification. Um, but when you think uh, about um, Uco Valley. Uh, you can think about organic in, in a way because because the the climate here is very dry. It's very dry, so we don't we don't have to to care a lot, you know, about the the treatments of the of the vines. So it's, it's very healthy. The vines the vines here are 
and the grades you know we obtain are very healthy so we call this minimal uh, intervention so that's good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 a kind of minimal intervention in the vineyard and then and then in the in the winery too because what we well, how um, I started at Maustral and, and what was my my view, you know, is to to produce something different from the very big uh, wineries in Argentina, which which were very successful in um, putting Malbec uh, in in the in the American market, you know, uh, because they they find you know like kind of a recipe for Malbec, you know, it has to be. Um, uh, sweet and it has to be velvet and that's what what many Malbecs are still in in the in the American market but but this lack of identity so I said if I do the same as these big wineries do yeah. then I will like I can't compete so that's very smart yeah so we made some something different uh focus on on um on the natural gist uh you know of the of the vineyard so we produce with the natural yeast so and and very little uh, oak or everything is uh, used oak you know french because uh, and and then we obtain a wine which tastes the grape of the of the of the place the so the it's very unique in in some way you know absolutely i think that's wonderful and you know it's funny cuz i remember one day i walked into a store and it was like a convenience store and i there was I, there's rarely ever wine you can find it in a at a convenience store but I happened to find this one bottle. I, I think it was um, Alamos. Is it Alamos? Yeah. It brand. Yeah. But it was a it, it was covered in dust, and it was a red blend, and and mm -hmm. and it had Bernarda, and it had you know Cabernet Franc, Cabernet, and I bought it, and it was delicious. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that people will not. If people see Malbec on the label, they'll buy it. People see Toronto yeah. on the label, they'll buy it. They, so it really goes down to wine education, but you know, you see red blend and people are like, Oh, I don't want it. But that being said, it was really a great bottle of wine. So. Yeah. And, and uh, the curious thing about Argentina is that, that still, uh, you still have to discover more, much more about Argentina. It's not about, it's not only about Malbec because now that, uh, if you have the chance to, to come down here to, to well, Argentina. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, here's a question. Cross... So what do people consume in Argentina? So you guys are consuming 75% of the wine you produce. Are you guys consuming Malbec or is there another wine that people drink there? <clears throat> well, that's a good question. Uh, Argentinians are, it, it's, it's Argentina is a, an oxymoron. Uh, it, it's own. It's very, it's, it's, it's a kind of crazy because we, we have uh, many, many years of wine consumption we are producers, uh, but um, we don't have much. The Argentinian consumer don't have much experience with um, wines from other places because the, all the domestic market, you know, is is full of Argentinian wines. You don't have wines from Chile or France or Italy or the it's states. Like in California, you go into the yeah. wine, the wine store and there's nothing. Yeah. In ninety percent mm -hmm. California, you can barely find a bottle of French wine on the shelf. Yeah. So we're talking in 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 general terms, the Argentinian consumer drinks um, um, much more um, uh, Malbec, you know, drink what, what, what the wineries um, put on the shelf, you know, but, mm -hmm. but then th this is always general in general terms. But then when you go to the up, uh, the upper part of the pyramid, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of more um, knowledge uh, consumers, sure. they will drink different things. Like, for example, as you said, you know, Cabernet Franc, um, some uh, Petit Verdot, some blends, 
Uh, some really, really nice Cabernet Sauvignon. Actually, we, you know, we our, our Cabernet Sauvignon is, is very, very successful. We, we, send, we sell uh, the same amount of Cabernet Sauvignon than the Malbec. And normally sure. it's, yeah, normally Everyone Malbec. Everyone in this country loves Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay. They're the two golden, they're the kings and the queens of the of Yes. The of the party yeah, so, here in the United so, States. So that's what we like to drink. I personally, it's not my favorite grape. I prefer Cabernet mm -hmm. Yeah, and, but a little bit jammier, but but that's what everybody likes in this market. So it's no surprising that a single varietal Cabernet would sell for you, and I think it would sell well in this market. So just out of curiosity, yeah. how much how much of your wines would they be retailed for here in the U.S. That once you get them? Uh, well, in general, we have three three ranges, um, and uh, will be about a fifteen uh, fifteen dollars uh, starting, uh, but then um, around twenty. Mm -hmm. Dollars the, the second range, which is the Reserva. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Barrel Series. And then the upper range will be about 30, 32 US dollars. So it's, it's, it's yeah. very, for a, for a small, you know, for a, for a boutique winery, I think those are very, very competitive prices. So oh, that's absolutely. our approach. So yeah. For the, the basic range, are the, they twist up bottles or no? They, yeah, sorry. And did the corks or twist off bottles, the caps? Uh, the, we use cork in everything. Okay. Use, only only the, the Torontes uh, have a screw cap. Because, uh, yeah, here um, uh, people, you know, it's, it's very, uh, we sell the same wines in domestic in our domestic market than, than what we export. So, mm -hmm. and, and here, for example, in Argentina, in Brazil, um, people are very, very picky, you know, about the screw caps. It's stupid, you know, it's something really, really, I think I it's nonsense. For this market, and I, I'll tell you why, you know, it, it, this is a funny market in the sense that I think everybody, for everybody in the wine business, nobody wants to let go of cork for whatever reason. Um, mm -hmm. But I really feel as though, and I've been saying this for many years until only recently this has happened, but the, the box wine um, shouldn't be discredited because you I've had quality box wines that are from Europe that yeah and they sell you know that's what people drink on Wednesday night that's what people drink at home they sell in the off-premise and they're slowly starting to sell in the on-premise which is restaurants and bars but the reason why mm -hmm. I asked for the screw cap is because for restaurants and bars you know if you were once you get into this market it's just something to think about once you get into this market it's always handy to have something that's quality that has a screw cap that you can have yeah. because you will sell volume in the on-premise, which is not necessarily yeah. always the case <coughs> at the different packaging. That's all. But yeah, and, and we are very flexible. You know, sure, uh, sure. If, if something if if something shows up, you know, uh, with some important that say, okay, you know, but but we are more on-premises focused, or we need screw cap, then we do sure. because we have we have uh, the, our our bottling. Sure, yeah, we sure. have a bottling line which which is uh, doing screw cap and cork. So. It's it's easy, but but uh, because it's, it's it's important to to compel you know with the market to, to Are you hmm? farming from your own land? So is it your own land that you're farming from or you're serving others? Uh -huh. No, the the lands the the properties we we source for Alma Austral are part of, of the family, which is which is uh, owner of the of the building of the winery. Oh, okay. Uh, they own. Uh, many lands in in Uko, mm -hmm. and uh, but we choose three 
for this project. We choose three for Alma Austral. Uh, one which is um, in the lower part of the valley at 950 meters. Sorry, I, I, I speak in meters, but it's very okay. difficult to make That's okay. the conversion to feet. Some people who are but, listening from Europe get it. Okay. <laughs> and then the second property goes um, at 1,100 meters above sea level. And the third property is almost 1,500, where the Pinot Noir is and the, and the um, Cabernet Franc. So, so you're, you're buying grapes from local producers, correct? And then how, yeah, how but, from, from a small area of the Uco Valley? Uh, yes, um, this is uh, this area is called Tupungato. Mm -hmm. And and um, it's it's very it, it really caught my, my attention, you know, that these properties which are uh, in, in the borders of the valley. So they are in like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they, right. they they it, it's very wild and i think that wilderness uh is is there in the in the wine somehow oh absolutely for sure i yeah. mean flora and fauna in the area obviously have a have a great impact on the, the wine yeah and the terroir and how the wines turn out it's it's really nice uh, to to visit here you know uh uco valley and and mendoza it's uh, because now i would say that we are prepared to for for the international tourism we're Argentina. We're since since a long time, you know, but but I would say that since two thousand six, two thousand seven, uh, the the um, tourism, uh, the international tourism and uh, wine uh, tourism start to 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 blossom here to to you know the booming of of the this tourism. Sure, oh, fantastic! And so I ask all of my guests this, and I'll ask you: What do you love? Wow, I love I love people. I love freedom. I love yeah. I love the mountains here in 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 Mendoza. Sure, fantastic, good answer. Thank you. So uh, I ask everybody for a song. Do you have a song for us today? Um, it it will be uh, "Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered" from uh, Rod Stewart and Cher. Okay. If you have That's it. Good. All right. Well, how will people find your wines if they want to look at your website? Uh, they can go to almaaustral.com.ar. And, and are are you on Instagram and Facebook? I saw you on LinkedIn. Yes. So there is uh, a page on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's at Alma Austral. Oh, perfect. So I will find yeah. you today. Well, listen, I'm going to yeah. play your song for you. And thank you Great. very much. Have a wonderful day. And hopefully I'll see you soon in, in uh, Mendoza. How's that sound? You're invited. And all the people who say, who's here, hearing our, your podcast. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Like a daisy awake With no bromo handy I don't even shake Men are not a new sensation